All right, good afternoon, good morning to those tuning in to the show right now. You know I'm your host, Tavares Wilson, here on Last Word Productions. And as you all know, I always get the last word. Now, let's get right up into it, man. So, first and foremost, we got to get off into some NBA news. And what we're going to discuss right now is the Lakers essentially becoming relevant again. The Lakers, if you all don't know, their last, I believe, nine games. Yes, nine games. They're 72 that's including a game where a game winner was hit against them against the Indiana Pacers. All credit to them. But this is a team that's starting to find out who they are and they've gotten into a rhythm. And it's good to see because right now, as it stands, I believe they're only four, three games out from the fourth seed last time I checked. This is a team that's competing at high level right now. And Anthony Davis, I have to give him credit where credit is due. I was calling for this dude to be better than what he has shown. And he has played at an all-time level right now for the last, let's say, last two weeks, almost a month of basketball. This dude is playing lights out. I mean, this we can just look at his last couple games, guys. When I say this dude is playing lights out, he's been playing lights out. Let's, let's pull up his numbers really, really fast. So last couple games, last couple games, this dude has given you 55 and 17, 44 and 10, 27 and 12, 25 and 13, 25 and 15, 37 and 21. I mean, the whole entire month of November and now going into December, this dude has been just dominant to say the least. Like there's been nothing on the court he could not have or could not do. And simply put, he's just playing at an MVP level right now. And if he continues this, I'm not saying he has to drop 50 and 40 every night. He doesn't. But if he continues to maintain this high level of play on both ends of the court like he's been doing, this guy is the league's MVP. And it's going to be hard to take that from him because, simply put, he's just playing out of his mind right now. And I'm glad to see Russell Westbrook is also playing better as well. He's embraced his bench role. He's coming off of the bench. He's been the best six man this year. He's gone two straight games where he's had double digit assists with no turnovers. He's he's becoming what essentially what Rondo was for this team on that championship run, but he's still a significant better significantly better player than what Rondo was. He's still a better natural scorer. He's just as good as a passer more aggressive to find his own look, take shots, and simply put, he's playing with more confidence, and that's what you want to see. So I'm not sure if Russell Westbrook is going to stay on this team for much longer because I know there were rumors that he will be moved because even though he is embracing the role he has as it stands right now, he's still a starter in this league. I've told people this multiple times. The fit in the starting lineup just wasn't good because him and LeBron's styles are too similar. But with that being said, I don't see a real legit reason why they should move on from Westbrook being a six-man at this point because he's embraced the role and he's doing it pretty well. So I think this is a guy that can genuinely, genuinely help this team become a championship contender again. Now, I'm not saying they're favorites to win anything, anything like that. They still got to get in the playoff picture. And again, like I tell people every, every single time, Basketball season for me doesn't start officially until after All-Star. That's when you can really see who's who and everything starts to really gel and people come back down to earth 
and it's a long season, so you got to see who can maintain and keep up with their body more than the other team. All that stuff matters. So we shall see. We'll see if things stay upright with AD. And in other news, I feel as if that the Boston Celtics right now as it stands arguably the best team in the league. Jason Tatum was playing on MVP level, and I just believe that there isn't a team right now in the East that you can pick to favor them over outside of maybe the Bucks. But then again, the Bucks haven't looked like world beaters of late. They're still, don't get me wrong, they're still a good team. But right now, you got to put your money on the Celtics right now. And when it comes to all of that, when that's all said and done, I just personally believe that the Celtics are the best team in the NBA as it stands. They have a really good def- defensive side-minded players. Whether it's you talking about Jalen Brown, who I believe is an underrated defender. Whether you're talking about Marcus Smart, who I believe is maybe the best point guard defender in this league. Maybe. I think it's very arguable. I mean, this is a defensive player of the year, guys. I mean, he has to be up there for the consideration. And we're also talking about guys like Jason Tatum, who's versatile in his defensive prowess. Al Horford, who's also versatile. Got good rim protection. I, I think this is a team that is going to make more noise than what they're not just showing, but they can be better than what they've even been showing because they still have pieces they've added, like Michael Brogdon. Like they, they're still trying to find their way with one another. And I think this team has a chance to honestly be scary, man. I mean, they're 25 right now. I believe... As it stands right now, they're the only they're the only twenty win team in the season. But this, I, I truly do believe this team can be a lot better, and that's what's scary. Now let's get into the Brooklyn Nets. I know a lot of people still up in the air about the Nets. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, guys, and I'm gonna just leave it at this. I'm not gonna believe in the Nets until I actually see them make the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm. As it stands right now, there are at least four or five teams in the East. I think best of seven can beat this team. I think, excuse me, I think the Boston Celtics can do it again. I think the Bucks can do it again. I think even as it stands right now, I think the Sixers can do it again, especially if they're healthy. I know James Harden is coming back. I know Joel Embiid will eventually come back. So I think those three teams, as it stands right now, I think they can beat them. And there's two other teams. I think if I had to bet, I would lean towards other teams. If I had to put my money on it, I think as it stands right here, right now, I think the Cavaliers could beat them. If I had to put my money on it right here, right now, I also believe that the Miami Heat will have a good chance at beating them. I just think coaching right now as it stands for the Nets right now is a huge dilemma. It's a huge problem. Now, will it be fixed? Can it be fixed? No doubt in my mind. I believe this team can be much better than what they are. They have the talent. They have the players. Ben Simmons is starting to come back alive of late. He's He's been playing solid, especially compared to what he was at the first couple first couple games in. I think Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant, still a great scorer. I think Kyrie Irving being back, and once he starts to jail again, I think those things will fall in place and they could be a pretty one of the better offensive teams in this league, if not the best, because they have the kind of talent to be that. The defensive end is where they lose a lot of these games, though, man. I mean, they gave up, I believe, what, uh, 153 points on the night to the Kings. I mean, they've got to find ways to stop guys. They have to. They, it's, it's no way around it. 
They have no perimeter defense. Their rear protection is solid, I guess. But outside of solid rim protection, they have nothing. Perimeter defense, um, whether it's on the block, whether it's playing in the post, nothing. They have nothing. It's it's not good. That has to be better if they want to be competitive or live up to the expectations that were set for them. So with all that being said, man, there as it stands right now, man, there's a lot of good teams. I think a lot of teams will come back down to earth just a little bit, but we shall see. And one more thing I want to touch base on in regards to the NBA was this whole situation with Trey Young and the Hawks coach. The Hawks coach, excuse me. Uh, I can't recall his name right now, but let me look. Coach Nate McMillan. I don't know why I couldn't think of McMillan's name. But, yeah. So, essentially, they had a, a disagreement in regards to Trey's minutes in a game that was Friday against the Nuggets. And, essentially, Trey Young was going to be coming off the bench because he was battling an injury that, you know, pretty much hindered him. And he didn't like the fact that he was going to come off the bench. So, instead of coming off the bench at all, he just did not play, which to me is just, if I'm being honest with you guys, is ass backwards. That makes no sense. Like, so instead of you not playing at all, so instead of you just coming off the bench contributing something, you just choose not to play at all. That's the kind of selfishness and just downright stupidity, if we're being honest, that prevents your team from taking that next level. Like, I mean, they have a good team. I mean, Deontay Murray's there now. I think Collins is still a good player. I know he's up for trade talks. I think when Clint Capella is healthy, I think he's one of the, the better underrated centers in our league. I mean, he may not be he may not be what um, these other top echelon repetitors are, but he's solid. He's good enough at it to the point where it isn't hurting you, essentially. I think DeAndre Hunter is going to continuously get better. I think he's been giving you good minutes this season. He's averaging almost 15 points and four rebounds. So I, I just believe that there's there's something there for this team. That the bench is solid. You got a good starting five. They're just young. They're going to jail. They're going to get better. But they it has to start with the leaders of the team. And Trey Young cannot be missing games because he doesn't want to come off the bench due to an injury. It, it just it just should not be that selfish. You, you just shouldn't be that selfish. It, you just shouldn't. So I believe he has to look himself in the mirror and own up to certain things. Now, with that being said, let's get off into some NFL news this past week. Now, guys, as you all know by now, if you've been listening to the show long enough, last word productions everywhere, you know, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, etc. As you all know by now, I'm a Dolphins fan. Diehard Dolphins fans. I've, I've been a Dolphins fan my entire life. My entire life. Always have, always will. Even through the good times, even through the bad times, and even through the terrible times. I will support this team wholeheartedly. But I won't make excuses for them. I won't give them passes. And I won't blindly support what I believe is wrong or what I believe can be fixed. I won't do it. Because at the end of the day, before I'm anything else, I am a football fan. So I look at things, or at least I try to look at things objectively and fundamentally sound. 
And with all that being said, I watched the film in this game. I watched other people break down this game. And I've seen the clips. I've seen the the pre-snaps. I've seen it. I've seen it. If you mention it to me, I can tell you what it is. I watched this game. People, I, I seen people blaming the offensive line, saying that we were down to our two starting tackles. It was in the back of two's mind. I seen people blaming the defense, saying they could have stopped a third-string quarterback, seventh-round pick, Mister Irrelevant. I seen people saying the special teams need to be better. I seen people saying Coach McDaniel should have ran the ball more, et cetera, et cetera. I hear them saying everything, but except the right answer and the right answer ladies and gentlemen is simple Tua just simply sucked yesterday he sucked I mean not yesterday Sunday he was horrible that's what it comes down to I don't care what the numbers tell you 295 two touchdowns the man completed barely 50% of his passes yesterday ladies and gentlemen I keep saying yesterday Sunday he barely hit on the things that were there and were open the entirety of the game. Ladies and gentlemen, just go watch the film. Go turn the film on and you come back and tell me if Tua played a good game. If you believe Tua played a good game even after watching the film, then more power to you. I can't I can't help fix delusion. If you want to live in a lie, that's 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 on you. I can't tell people what to believe or not to believe. But just simply go watch the film. Turn it on, and if you come to the conclusion that Tua was not the sole reason for losing yesterday, then I don't know what to tell you. Now, again, football is a team sport. The defense could have been better. They could have tackled better. The special teams could have executed better, et cetera, et cetera. All that may be true and is true. But at the end of the day, when your quarterback is missing guys on flat routes, throwing it up high and behind him, leading it to short fields for the other team, causing points, turning the ball over, missing throws. There's no one else to blame but him. He's the he's to blame. It wasn't. A, listen, was he sacked yesterday? I mean, Sunday, absolutely. He got sacked three times. Nick Bosa is a home record. It happens. That's who he is. This is a possible defensive player of the year. But are y'all going to say and tell me it was pressure the entirety of the game? Tua had clean pockets. He couldn't make the throws. That's what it came down to. And not being able to make the throws led to three and outs. It led to turnovers. It led to missed opportunities. And it led, therefore, to the defense being on the field more. Which, not to hand defense excuses, they could have been better. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Brock Purdy. I'm not saying that the dude is trash, but he's a seventh-round last pick for a reason. He's not nothing special. And with all that being said, the defense could have been better, but Tua was the main culprit. I mean, you, you, it was throws that he simply just were not making, and there's nothing else to be said. When you want to talk about the, the um, the short comeback route by Jalen Waddle that he skipped hotly to him for two yards. Yeah, Jalen Waddle could have made a tough catch. Yes, I expect him to make a tough catch. He's a high draft pick. He could have made the catch. But at the end of the day, Tua has to throw a better ball. Both things can be true. They they have they both things can be true. 
at the end of the day, should have Jeff Wilson have caught that wheel route? Absolutely. But the ball placement was still bad. It was still bad ball placement. Instead of throwing it directly on the guy, lead him to the lead him to the end zone. He's wide open. The throw is there. Make just just make the throw. That's that's all it is. Across the middle of the hill, too high. Across the middle of the shirt field, too low. It's make the plays, man. I'm not asking for the dude to like an MVP every game. Just make the throws that are there. You make the throws that are there. You have an MVP caliber, caliber game by easy reads. It, they, these were not hard, complex, big boy throws that he should have made the other day. These were throws he's been making routinely the entire season. <laughs> we're not asking for the impossible. I'm not asking for the impossible. I'm just asking for him to do what he's been doing. But now again, it's a bad game. Bad games happen. It is what it is. So I'm not going to harp on this and hang it over the man for his entire life or something like that. But I am going to say this. At the end of the day, he has to be better. That period point blank. There's no one else to blame for this game but him. He has to be better. I don't want to hear about the Dolphins should have ran the ball more. Listen, with the way the 49ers are running the ball and chewing up clock, you didn't have time to establish a rush game anymore because now you're playing against the team with the league and the clock. So now you got to score, and you got to score quick. The rushing attack wasn't going to save you this game. And that's even not even accounting for the fact that both your left, both your tackles, excuse me, were hurt and out. That's not even accounting for that. You got all that going up against you and expected this dude to go out there and run the ball 20, 25 times. Let's let's be real here, people. The rest, no one would have said anything about the rush attempts if Tua just simply makes the throws he should have made. No one says a peep about it. Because why? Because the, the there were good play calls. It was good designs. The reads, he made the right read. He just did not make the throw. The execution just wasn't there. That's what it comes down to. And we got to stop kidding ourselves and blaming others for something he did. This was on him. It it Again, it happens. It is what it is. But let's not hand out excuses because he wasn't good enough. No. I'm not blaming Josh Boyd, even though I still believe Josh Boyd should be gone. I, I don't think he will be, but I think he should be. Let's not blame the defense, who had four sacks and an interception on the day. Christian Wilkins played the best game of his career, as far as I'm concerned. And by the way, shout out to that dude, because he's a dude that I was hard on for quite some time. He's he's been balling this year. Let's just say that he he's earned his damn contract, and it will be a travesty if the Dolphins don't extend this dude because he's arguably playing better than any interior lineman this season. The dude has been phenomenal. As hard as I've been on Jerome Baker, Jerome Baker had a solid game as well. Now he, I don't like seeing linebackers get dragged for another two four yards, but he played solid. I thought the secondary played for the most part solid. There were a few plays, a few ticky-tack calls here and there, but for the most part, they played solid. I thought the defense was – I thought they played well enough to win. Because if you ask me in my personal opinion, I thought the Dolphins easily left 30 to 35 points on the board yesterday. Easily. And I know people saying that's all hypothetical. We don't know how those drives are going to end it. But at the end of the day, your eyes don't fool you. The film don't lie. 
There were throws that Tua simply just missed. There were throws that's, that simply were bad ball placement. There were passes that could have still been caught that weren't. It is what it is. It happens. If you chalk it up to a bad game, you know, had the, had the yips, whatever, I don't know. Just, it can't happen again. And it for damn sure can't happen this week. Because let me tell you this, guys. If the Dolphins lose this game next week to the Chargers and Tua goes out there and poop the bed like he did this past game, there's going to be some questions that need to be answered. Now, I'm not talking about Herbert or I'm not talking about, you know, Watson, whatever the case may be, whoever the people felt like the Dolphins should have had that quarterback. I'm talking about do we truly believe we can move forward with this guy? Because let's put something in perspective, ladies and gentlemen. Tua Tagovailoa in December and January has been below average. He's been pretty bad. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been average. He's been below average or bad. And he didn't do a good job starting it off with this game that he just posted against the 49ers. Again, I don't give a damn what the numbers read to you and tell you. He wasn't good. He wasn't. Let's let's call it what it is. Outside of two throws, two maybe three throws this game, he was horrible. Excuse me. So now it comes down to if this is a continuing pattern, especially come late season that you win or you at home, is this something you truly feel as if you can continue to get behind? Because, again, if he does this same performance next week against the Chargers, there is nothing at that point to help you feel better about him as a player when it matters most. Because, again, we've seen this against the Bills in 2020. We've seen this against the Tennessee Titans in 2021. We, we've seen this the same song and dance from Tua when it matters. When, in, in win and end situations or... Much needed, you needed to keep your hopes alive, your playoff season uh, hopes alive. We've seen it. He underperforms. He has to, he has to nut that in the bud this season. This is an eight and fourteen that could have been, in my personal opinion, this could have easily been a nine and three team. Easily could again, the players were there to be made, just didn't make them. If the Dolphins, by for whatever reason misses the playoffs this year and Tua ends this season playing average or in the worst case scenario below average there is no longer a case to be made for this guy being the answer there's no longer a case to be made and I know people are going to say oh he played well the first couple months yes all that can be true but if it comes down to him playing bad and us missing the playoffs, how can we sit here and feel confidently and saying he's the guy for the future? Hopefully this game is an anomaly. Hopefully it's just an outlier. And hopefully it doesn't happen again because I don't think they can afford for it to happen again. I think they, they've they got a window now where they can't lose more than two games. They, they can't lose more than one game in my perspective. I think you need 11 wins at the very least to even to, to be looked in consideration for this playoff run to even happen I think you need 11 wins because I think 
even despite the Ravens injury, I think the Ravens will still be competitive with the injury to Lamar Jackson, which I'll get into in a little bit. I think the Bengals are back. I think the Chiefs are still going to be the Chiefs. The Bills are going to be the Bills. The Titans are still a fundamentally good team. I don't care what happened on Sunday with the Eagles. They just they had a bad game. They're still going to be competitive. They're still going to compete. And then you got four, five, six teams that in the hunt that are all a game or two behind you. You can't af- you can't afford to keep dropping games like this that are winnable. You can't. So it has to be fixed. It has to be fixed quick. So with all that being said, we get off into some other game news. So like I just said previously, Lamar Jackson has suffered an injury. He will be out for the remainder of the. Well, no, not Lamar Jackson. Excuse me. Lamar Jackson will be out for about a week or to three weeks. He suffered a, a strain PCL injury, I believe. And that's actually better news than what the Ravens could have hoped for because it looked like it could have been bad. Nonetheless, though, Lamar Jackson is going to be fine for the most part. And he's still going to get his money regardless. And truth be told, if the Ravens don't give it to him, somebody else will. So... All those things being said, guys, I'm going to get into some game predictions for this week's games. And we're going to, of course, start off with Thursday night. So, this, by the way, this podcast will be released Thursday. So, just in case, if you all hear this Thursday, I already made my prediction. So, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. Well, let's get straight to it. So, all that being said, Thursday night, we got the Raiders versus the Rams. The Rams signed Baker Mayfield. Picked him off our waivers after he was released by the Panthers. Their season is just completely plummeted. And the Raiders, on the other hand, have caught fire of late. They've won three straight games. They're 3-2 in their last games. This is a team that's just downright starting to actually finally pick up somewhat kind of steam. And they're starting to look somewhat like the team we thought they could be at the beginning of the season. So... I got the Raiders winning this game. I think they win it pretty comfortably. I just think the Rams season is done. Now after that, we got the Dolphins Chargers game. This is the big Sunday night game. The flex game that everyone will see. Herbert versus Tua is the headline, of course. The number five pick versus the number six pick. Did the Dolphins make the wrong choice? Did they make the right choice? Is Herbert truly a great quarterback, or is he just an over-glorified stat producer like Matt Stafford was, or how people view Stafford? Is Tua really that good, or is it a wet? So many headlines going into this story, man. Both teams coming off of disappointing losses. Both quarterbacks coming off performances they wish they could have back. And both teams, in my personal opinion, this is a need to have it a week for both teams. I think both teams, both clubs, they got to have it this week. They, they just both need them. Like, they both need it. And in my personal opinion, in my heart of hearts, I truly wholeheartedly believe the Dolphins should win this game. I just think the Dolphins are the better team. And I mean, honestly, that's what it comes down for me in this game. Simply put, Teron Armstead is, is looking like he could possibly come back. Who knows? I know... Um, Tua is going to be looking to prove himself after the performance and the egg he laid against the 49ers, which, again, like I said earlier, was really his worst game by far of the season. 
And I just don't see it happening with this team within the Chargers stopping this Miami Dolphins offense. I mean, this isn't the 49ers, folks. I mean, this is a team that isn't exactly humming on the defensive side. They're a 27 ranked defense. They're bottom five. I mean, they're 29th in against the rush. They're 19 against the pass, which is it's, it's just below average. So it's it's okay at bay at best, but. I just don't feel as if this team has what it takes and from a talent perspective to stop this Dolphins team, especially coming off of this game against the Niners. I feel really better about this Dolphins team because I thought O'Neal was going to be crucified and killed the entire day. They weren't. Despite what people will tell you, they were not killed this entire game. They just weren't. And Tua just got to be better, and I think he will be. So I see them winning this game pretty comfortably. And so after that, we got the Ravens still as a division rival game. I don't believe Lamar Jackson will be playing. Nine out of ten times, he won't be. I think he will be out because the <clears throat> excuse me, the PCL injury he has is reportedly will sideline him for one to three weeks. We'll see how long that lasts, but I don't think he plays. I think you see Huntley. So I got the Steelers taking this game because Huntley will be the starter and not Lamar Jackson. Simply put, I just think the Steelers' defense with T.J. Watt, Hayward, I think Levi Wallace will have himself a somewhat decent game. I I just see Mika and these guys winning the defensive side for the Steelers. Then you got Detroit and the Vikings, which in... And if I'm being honest with you, in odds... The Detroit Lions, I'm not sure if this still stands or not, but they were favored in this game to win, despite the fact they're 5-7 and, and the Vikings are 10-2, which is crazy to me. But I got the Vikings winning this, and if they're still the underdogs in this game, y'all please take them to y'all take them to win this game and take them over. This game is going to be a high-scoring game. Both These are literally two worst defenses in football. Literally, they're both the two worst defenses. It's going to be a high-scoring game. So, y'all take the over and take the Vikings to win. Jacksonville at Tennessee. Again, another divisional game. There's a lot of divisional games this week. That's three straight we just announced. But anyway, I think Tennessee takes this game. I just think Jacksonville is in a bit of a tough spot right now. Trevor Lawrence starting to show somewhat of progression, but he got hurt. He, it's, it's reported he will plan to play after suffering a, a toe injury. It's a toe injury. I think the guy will be fine. So I still think Tennessee wins this game, though. I just think they're too talented. Derrick Henry has absolutely owned the Jacksonville Jaguars since he's been starting his King Henry tour about three, four years ago now. So, yeah, I got just I got, not Jacksonville. I got Tennessee winning that. Then... Another division game. We have the Eagles, Giants, and the Jets and Bills. And then the Browns and Bengals. There are a lot of division games. The Chiefs and the Broncos this week. Wow, that's crazy, man. I, I can't remember the last time I seen this many division games. But anyway, I got the Eagles being the Giants. I, I simply don't think the Giants have enough firepower on the offensive side to contend with the Eagles putting points up. I just don't see it. Then after that, I got the Jets taking the Bills. Mmm. Well, taking on the Bills, I'm sorry. 
I think the Bills win this game for being honest with you guys. I just see that playing out in their favor. The Jets, Mike White, I'm just not a believer in. Then after that, we got the <coughs> excuse me, the Browns taking on the Bengals. I got the Bengals winning that game. They just red hot right now. Deshaun Watson still getting his feet under him. I don't think they'll be able to put up the points. Got Cowboys being the Texans. Got the Broncos and the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs taking that game. Buccaneers against the Niners. I still think the Niners should win this game, even with Brock Purdy at quarterback. I, I just think they'll be fine. With that being said, Carolina and the Seahawks. I got the Seahawks winning that. Patriots and Cardinals Monday night. I got the Cardinals taking that game. I think it'll be close, though. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Patriots win. Now, let's get off into that fan Q&A, guys. The part of the show that you all love so much. And remember, if you guys have a question you want to ask me, you can always go to Facebook, join the Barbershop group. I post my Q&A in there every single Monday. You ask me any NFL, NBA sports-related questions. And remember also, I always post it on YouTube as well under my shorts. You can post your questions there as well, and then, excuse me, and I'll be sure to answer them as soon as I possibly can. So, first question comes from Matt Jones. He asks, will Baker Mayfield help sustain fighting out the Super Bowl chances? Well, man, he can't because he a Ram now. So, that's not happening. Anthony Davis for MVP, same person as this. Right now, I wouldn't say no. I would say no because... Luca, Jason Tatum, these dudes, Giannis even, they've just been better throughout the season as a whole, and their teams are more successful right now. So it's hard to put AD over any of those guys. But I will say this. If AD come back healthy and he maintains the level of play he had when they went on that 7-2-9 game stretch, then, yeah, I can see him winning MVP. Who wins the college football playoffs? That's college football. I'm going to cover NFL, NBA news here. But if I had to pick a winner, and if I'm being truthful with you guys, I think Georgia's the best team in the nation. I don't think it's close. What chance you get Ohio State to beat Georgia? Zero. Again, I think Georgia's the best team in the nation. And that's coming from a dude that does not like Georgia sports. <laughs> so it's if, if I'm saying that, it says a lot. And the next question comes from Mark Curious. Will Colorado become an HBCU on the... <laughs> he just joking. <laughs> Never mind, guys. We got another question, though. This comes from Drew Matty Ice Ryan. Are the Minnesota Vikings legit Super Bowl contenders? I believe so, man. But the thing that will hold them back and why I believe they won't be in the bowl game is because their defense is just horrible. I mean, they've been getting by with it for this season thus far, but their defense is terrible. I mean, they're the... 30, I believe 31st defense in terms of against the pass. I think they're middle of the pack, if not just a little below average when it comes to the run. So they don't have one of the better defenses in the league. So that's going to really hurt them. Same person asks, will the New York Knicks shock the world and win the title this year? Come on, bro. You know that's not happening. <laughs> you know that's not happening. That'll shock the universe if that happened. Next question comes from Matt Jones again. Is Nick Bosa the defensive player of the year right now? In my present opinion, it could go to either him or um, Michael Parsons. Excuse me. It, it, to me, in my opinion, man, there's no wrong or right answer between the two guys. I, I, you can go either way, if I'm being honest. Now Martinez, moving forward, who is in and who is out for the Miami Heat? Is a total rebuild needed or are they just missing pieces? I think a total rebuild is needed. And if I'm the Heat, if I'm Pat Riley... 
I'm Sp- Eric Spolstra. I'm these dudes. Everybody is movable, in my opinion, except for Bam Adebayo and maybe, maybe Tyler Hero. For the right price, I'll move Tyler Hero. He's a scoring shooting guard who's, that's his strength. He can play, he, he, he a decent playmaker. He's not really all that of a defender. You can find that kind of guard in this league by the dime a dozen these days. Like, it's, it's not hard to come across, bro. That's the Jordan Clarksons and that's the, even the elite players, or we quote unquote call them elite, or the better players, Donovan Mitchell's, Darian Garland's of the world. Those are the guys who are scoring guards who can give you 20, 25 a night. Tyler Hero, you can find the Tyler Hero caliber player on every other team in the league. You might find two of them on every other team in the league. That's replacing But Ryzen stands right now, he is your best perimeter scorer, so it would be hard to move on from him. Unless, again, the price is right. And simply put, I know people are saying, well, what about Jimmy Butler? Jimmy's getting older, guys. He's still the Heat's best player. But I don't believe Jimmy is going to be in the Heat. I don't think he should be in the Heat's future plans in terms of we're building championship around championship roster around this guy because we believe he can get it done for us. Not to say that he can't. But if you're saying moving forward, like for the future seasons, not just this season, because I don't believe this team is in win-now mode. I don't believe the Heat are, as their roster stands now, I don't believe it's good enough to win a championship. I just don't believe that. If it was good enough, then yeah, I would say you move you move on from everybody outside of your best three players and Bam, Jimmy, and Tyler. But they don't have that championship contending team this season. So for my money... I'm willing to move on from my best olding, aging player who has been battling injuries the past couple seasons. I'm willing to move him for the right price. Just like with Tyler Hero, I'm willing to move him for the right price. I think Kyle Lowry will be out the door sooner than later. I think Victor Oladipo may be done. I think you got these guys, Caleb Martin, you got all these dudes, these undrafted sharpshooters. I believe you can make a good package deal for someone somewhere. You just got to be able to find the deal. So, in my opinion, I think they should be prepared or they should have the mentality that they can move on from anyone. But that's it for the fan Q&A, guys. Thank you all for tuning in again to the show once again. Y'all be sure to like, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, Last Word Productions. All my platforms, I am with the same at username, Last Word Productions, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Google Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple whether it's Facebook and Instagram, trust me, just search up Last Word Productions 9 out of 10 times on any platform, you will find me. Thank you. Y'all have a great one.